Titus 2 says that the older women are to encourage the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to be sensible, pure, makers of a home where God is honored. Wherever you're at on your Titus 2 journey today, I think that God has some much needed biblical wisdom to pour into us when it comes to the subjects of marriage and parenting. Well, hi, friends. I'm here with my darling husband, Jason Duff, and I'm so excited just to spend some time talking to him today about our life and marriage and parenting and all of that. And you guys on social media were so sweet, and we got so many amazing questions that I think I'm just going to have to have him back here for a few months in a row. We can have a monthly Titus 2 date talking about the things that you guys have asked us to talk about and so that will be a blast and so what I thought I would do is just start it off because there was a lot of you wanting to know how we met and what is going on with us right now and so I thought we could do a two-part Titus 2 where we do this first one about how we met and what's going on. And then I think we'll do one more for March 2nd on marriage and parenting after this. But my darling husband is here and he's going to say hi. And I think I'll let him tell the story of how we met. Been married 23 and a half years, 24 years on August 5th. And yeah. Wonderful to be here with you for this podcast and just awesome to do it with my wife. You know, I think what's so amazing sometimes about Proverbs 31 is is the, the they just write how their that wife is such a treasure and, and goes on to talk about what a treasure she is. And I just like to start it that way, that uh, when it comes to women pouring into the next generation of women, how to love their husbands, how to love their kids. Uh, Christy, really, you are just a, a great source on that because I feel super loved and, and supported and all that kind of stuff. So whatever you're doing is uh, is working well. Aww, see why I have him on here? He's great. <laughs> <laughs> so our story really began at Calvary Chapel Vista. I was the assistant youth pastor, and, and she was a teacher's aide in a second-grade classroom, that school that was attached to the church and it's summertime I was fixing desks in the classroom and the teacher just said hey have you ever met my aide and uh, I said no which was was kind of true we hadn't met yet but I knew exactly who her aide was she was the she was a really cute aide <laughs> that worked at the school and so I made it my purpose to get to know her and 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 try to ask her out and I, I was kind of a wimp at first you know I tried to get her to come serve in the youth ministry uh, because I thought maybe if she could see me in my element using my <laughs> gifts that that would be attractive to her because I didn't know that the outward package would do a whole lot and uh, the amazing Aww, you're part adorable was and a good teacher the, the, the tough part was that she was currently serving at Calvary Oceanside which is awesome and 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 so every time I'd ask her to come join us at a Friday night youth event uh, she, she wasn't able to and then before I gave up hope I just tried to say hey would you go out to lunch with me and to my shock and surprise she said yes and we had our first date at, at Island's restaurant and it was amazing and okay but in my defense 
when you were asking me to come and help you out with the church, I was working in the coffee shop also at Calvary Vista at the time. And he would study in there as he was a high school pastor and he would get water because he couldn't afford much yeah. else other than water. We were pretty and poor. We were so poor. And so one day he brings a cup to me and, you know, it was one of those soda fountains. And when you would push the water button, the fruit punch would kind of leak into the water a little bit. And so his opening line to me was, um, excuse me, your water is pink here. So, you know, in my defense, I don't know that I was actually understanding that you were trying to get to know me as much as just complaining about the water. <laughs> yeah, like as I said, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have much game and still don't, so it's good that we're, we're locked in. But, yes, but that is, that's how we met. And, and, again, you know, as Christy said, you know, we were married on August 5th in the year 2000, and so it's easy for me to remember whatever year it is, is how many years we've been married. At least I get it wrong in the first eight months of the year. Yeah. I say we've been married 24 years, and as she said, it's it's 23 and some, and this summer will be our 24-year anniversary, and so excited about that. We have three amazing kids, Haley and Jonathan and Aaliyah, who are 21 and 19 and 17, mm -hmm. and they'll all get an, an, a year older this summer as well and so just an awesome awesome being a family and you know our story we we did youth ministry together for years and then we moved to Texas and we started a, a Calvary Chapel out in Paris Texas which was so fun and ministered there for seven years and then we came back to California and and uh, I was you know, an assistant pastor at Calvary Vista and, and kind of co-pastoring with Pastor Rob there at Vista, doing, uh, teaching a lot and, 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 and doing the best I could to try to lift up his arms and, and see the church uh, excel. And then we got this opportunity to move out to the desert and, and minister to the Garden Fellowship. And it's just amazing over the last it'll be nine years this summer mm -hmm. just to uh, see what God has done out there and the amazing growth in the church out at the garden and it's just a joy and privilege to be there but as most of you know it's been a, a really interesting year plus yes uh, and I'll use that just to kind of segue into that because you know a lot of you know my story I say it at a lot of women's retreats and all of that but when I was in high school, I remember for career day, putting a pillow in my stomach of my overalls and carrying a Bible because all I ever wanted to be was a mom and a pastor's wife. And that just sounded so exciting to me and started helping out with junior high and high school and just teaching the girls. And I used to, um, sorry for all my teachers who are listening to this, but I used to ditch class on Friday mornings so that I could sneak into the sanctuary and sit in the back as women. Women's Bible study was going on because that just seemed so exciting to me. And so honestly, for 23 years, I have just been living my dream of raising kids and being able to pour into women and do women's ministry. And I love, love being at church with Jason. And, you know, we would always go as a family and be there before the doors would open and stay until long after the doors were open. And I was there for everything and at everything. And suddenly last January, I, I started developing an allergy to the desert. And it's not just an allergy where my eyes water or my 
throat gets itchy. It's an anaphylactic allergy to the desert where my tongue gets swollen and my throat closes up and I get blisters all over my body. And so it's a little while, but I haven't been able to be there, which obviously affects so much of our life right now because it's so different than it's ever been before. Yeah, originally we just thought if we could give her uh, a couple of weeks out at the coast where she seemed to do a lot better with the ocean air more than the desert air and the atmosphere and whatever's going on, that she would just heal up really good in a couple of weeks and everything would be fine and we'd just keep moving forward. And then, you know, talking to some of her doctors, they, they said even, even the best case scenario, you know, it might be a year before, uh, you know, the medicines can really get her to where she can even tolerate uh, being in the desert. And so... Right away, we realized that uh, living in friends' houses for for a year was not going to work, and so, you know, we we decided to. to We're a little too loud of a family for that. Yeah, our kids play piano at <laughs> at, at, at god awful times of the night, and, and I so don't think we're quiet either. We're not really quiet, <laughs> and our animals aren't quiet. We're not a quiet family, and so uh, the Lord really led us just to to rent a place where where Christy could heal and get better and. And as, uh, you know, most of you know that are listening to this that are part of the Garden Fellowship, at least, you know, I, I, I'm currently in a season where I drive out on Saturdays to do our Saturday night service and our Sunday services. And then I come back on, on, on back here for uh, Sunday night and Monday and Tuesday and then back to the desert on Wednesday to do our Wednesday night service and hang out with our staff on Wednesdays and then most of the time I also spend Thursdays there doing different things uh, for our church. And so uh, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting season, to, uh, to say the least, and, and uh, we're trying to do the best job we can. I know from my perspective, it's just a time of trying to do the best job I can ministering to the church that, that uh, we know we're called to minister to and love on, and at the same time making sure as, as much as possible in this unique situation that I get to be back here and uh, loving on my wife and, and making sure she feels important and loved. And, and uh, you know, kind of our history has turned into a little marriage class right there because <laughs> that's really the reality is we all face trials. We all face difficulties and everybody's season is different and we have to face different things and, and we have to face different things throughout our lives. You know, our, 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 our trials and struggles have changed multiple times in 23 and a half years uh, together of things we've had to face. But, you know, the, the best thing anyone can do is just be faithful to what God has called them to do in that moment. And, you know, so often God has reminded me of, you know, Adam and and Adam there in the Garden of Eden. You know, he he didn't have 60 things that he was supposed to do. Adam was supposed to tend his garden and he was supposed to love his wife. And uh, really, for me, I, I know I. I, I don't get to do a lot of as many things as far as ministry-wise that I was doing before, um, but it's amazing. I, God, God has been so faithful, and my wife has been so gracious, where I, I do get to tend the garden that God has called me to tend, and I do get to come home and, and love and minister to my wife. And so we're just trying to be faithful to what God has called us to do in this season for sure, and certainly praying that God would constantly heal her and bring her exactly where what God's doing in her life as well. 
And, you know, I was thinking about this, too, yesterday reading in Mark chapter 10, because even though our circumstances are maybe, you know, obviously unique to us, I think that we all go through seasons where things change that we weren't expecting to change or things look different than they ever have before. And suddenly you've lost your familiar and you've lost your rhythm. And, you know, that's kind of the place that I'm in now, Jason's in now, and maybe you're in now, too in specific circumstances for you. And in Mark chapter 10, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's saying that, you know, that life is just hard. And he's saying that those who have left everything and given up home and brothers and sisters and mother and father and children and land for his sake and for the gospel that we will receive in this age a hundred times as much that houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, land, persecution beside, and in the age to come, eternal life. And he makes an important distinction there to his disciples too, where he's talking about the kingdom of God. And, you know, our circumstances have not been easy. Um, but then, you know, I, I think about other people's circumstances. I remember in the beginning, people kept saying, oh, you're like Job. And I'm like, oh, no, I am nothing like Job. You know, there's there's other people who have it easier and there's other people who have it harder than all of us. But I think what's so important to remember in every unique situation is that we're here on earth as temporary pilgrims and sojourners. And so I think our story, though we have unique lines, our story really is that of everybody else's, that we're just here following Jesus. And yeah, maybe we're giving up houses and maybe we're giving up lands and, you know, having to leave people that we love right now. And, you know, I can't be in the women's ministry that I want to be in. And I know Jason can't be there doing as much as he wants to do. And yet we see this constantly in the gospels that Jesus is constantly calling us to leave up our leave our comfortable, our familiar, the easy, what we're used to, and to follow him. And that pertains to every single one of us. And so my prayer for this season is just that we can be an example of what we're all called to do, that we're all called to live as pilgrims and sojourners in this life and to remember that we're headed for the kingdom of heaven. And so we're not here to build an empire, to put our stakes down too tightly because we're called just to follow him in whatever circumstances of life that we're in. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, just, uh, that's kind of our story of how we met and where we are, and just encourage those of you that 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 know us and love us. Just be just be praying. Just be praying. Number one, obviously, as I know I know all of you are, that there just be a complete and total healing in my wife's life, and um, and then secondly, just for both of us, that that we would know what God wants us to be in this season. You know, I, I often tell young pastors that are. You know, their head is in the clouds and that, well, when I become a senior pastor or when I get on the mission field. And the reality is, uh, I think God just wants us to be faithful right where we're at. And he, he'll bring about what the next season looks like and the next opportunity. And so, you know, my prayers, I just want to be faithful right where God has me doing right what God has me doing right now. And so we just thank you 
and we covet those prayers. And I'm excited to uh, be here maybe for a couple more months on these Titus 2 and just answer some of these questions about marriage and and about uh, parenting and all these great things. So thank you so much, Christy, for letting me be a part of this. You're welcome. And I think that's where we're going to end it for this one. And we are going to do a part two and tackle a couple of those questions that you guys sent us specifically on marriage and parenting. But for our story, that's our story right now. And I guess we're sticking to it for now. So anyway, God bless you. And I'll see you in just a minute on part two. Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Growing in the Sun podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe. And I'll see you here next time. Let your words burn deep in my heart.